this isn't a hobby. This is our livelihood. Right. And <laughs> this is, you know, so we're like, oh, you do that on the weekend? Like, no, actually, this pays yeah. my mortgage. Yeah. So, oh, you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah, yeah right. Hey, so what else do you do? Yeah. Yeah. There's you're no like, way you can do this full time. It's like, this is the hobbyist right now. We're rolling, guys. Ooh, all right. Episode number, I don't even know. 29, I believe. Ooh, 29. 29. Ooh. We're getting there. The big 3 is coming up soon. That's right. And yes. we are super blessed. Uh, we have Grace Tukin on the podcast today from Grace T Photography. Did, did we pronounce yeah, her name hello. correctly? So, yeah, I go by both Tukin and Troutman. Um, Tukin is my maiden name. Okay. And Troutman is my married name, but I go by both. But yes, you did you did pronounce it correctly. I did. <laughs> so awesome. Grace T, it works either way. There you which go. Is great. Yeah, yeah, works either way. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us. This is the first time we've had a guest on via Zoom. And I must say, so far, so good yeah. with how we're able to see yeah. you, you're able to see us. John's got all the cords and HDMI cables and a screen. So we're we're rocking and rolling in 2023, yes, baby. And I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for people who don't know you, I can't imagine that many people don't in the Midwest. (laughs) You are an icon in photography and we've loved having you at our venues. But introduce yourself, um, tell the world who you are um, and kind of how you got into the photography business. My name is Grace Tukin or Troutman, um, Grace T Photography. Uh, You can find my Instagram as all Grace T Photography. Um, But yeah, so I am a wedding photographer. I'm based in Iowa. Um, I actually specialize in destination weddings, Um, but I do do a ton of Midwest weddings as well. And uh, I got started here in Iowa, but it's kind of expanded from there but I got started um I actually went to school at UNI and I yeah and I um did the photo program there photography and marketing and after that my husband and I I graduated we moved to Arizona just for a little stint and after that we moved to California for a couple years and from there um I I really liked photography, but I was like, oh, I don't know if it can be a career type of thing. So I worked for actually a post-processing company. Um, So what that is, if if you guys don't know, is uh, wedding photographers send in their images and then we edited them and sent them back. Okay. So I was on the phone talking to all these photographers. I was editing for them, uh, you know, just asking what they wanted their images to look like and what their end product would be and talking to them about all of these cool weddings and traveling and all of this. And I, at some point I was about a year into that job and I was like, wait, I want to do that. (laughs) I was like, that sounds so much fun. Um, So from there I started uh, picking up a few weddings here and there in California. I second shot for um, a photographer in LA quickly realized like those gigantic budget weddings were not my type of wedding, (laughs) you know, in the Calabasas area and Malibu. And I was like from little small town, Iowa. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is crazy. If if you don't mind my interruption here, why, why is that? Why were you not kind of feeling the vibe? Uh, For me, it was kind of a sticker shock. It was just the initial shock of, Oh my gosh, like all of these people are wearing you know, name brand clothing and designer labels. And I'm here literally wearing Forever 21 and (laughs) I'm new to this. And and, um, for me, I was like, that seems so far-fetched from where I need to start to where that is and that journey to get there. So, I mean, eventually, yes, um, I just shot like a most incredible wedding in France um, a few weeks ago. And that was very high end, very beautiful. So I guess I am there now. But um, yeah, so so from right there, when I started, I was like, wow, this was way too much for me. Um, But starting from there, I was like, okay, cool. I have some experience. I'm going to post about this on Facebook to all of my Facebook friends. And from there, it just kind of grew. Um, All of my college friends were getting married. So they would reach out and say, Hey, are you going to be in Iowa? Like we'll plan our wedding around your availability or, you know, we're doing it this summer and this month. And eventually I booked, I think it was about nine or 10 weddings. And I was like, okay, my husband, Kyle, I was like, Kyle, we have to 
either, you know, move home or I have to leave and then come back to California. I'll be gone for a few months. And he was like, no, let's pack up and go home. So I think we were ready by that time to get out of California. Um, so then we got back and my business expanded and grew. And I did actually look for um, a, a quote unquote real job for a while. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, this is actually working out. I should probably just pursue this. So that's how it all started. That's amazing. I I, I love just the, the the clarity that you had in regards to how you started versus where you're at, right? Like it, it, I felt like you, it feels like you had a really good vision for kind of meeting your demand and how you were going to do that. And I love how you just casually say, I went to France, did a wedding. Yeah, all good. <laughs> something one thing does. Yeah. One does. Yeah. You know, they, it's just normal, normal, I think. Yeah. Do you, do you get any sort of, now you've been doing it so long, you probably don't, but do you get any sort of, uh, maybe anxiety isn't the right word, but maybe it is. When you are traveling that far, do you feel like either A, the expectations from the client are extremely high and they are expecting the world or obviously with with your social media presence you do such an incredible job and i wish more vendors did this where you put yourself out there your personality your charisma like all the things where there's no mystery in regards to who you're hiring right like the the living breathing Mm -hmm. person that you're hiring um which is something we talk about a lot on our podcast which is like be who you are Mm -hmm. and showcase your passion in a very genuine authentic way. But Mm -hmm. is there a different level of, I guess I'll use the word anxiety when you are going to a place where maybe you've never shot before? Yeah, absolutely. I do get anxiety, like absolutely before each wedding day, whether that is in France or whether it is in Iowa, um, because I want, you know, these images that I'm capturing, they're not about my portfolio. They're about the couple and their wedding. And like how I can capture that day and their love and their family and friends celebrating them. So I always, I always put a lot of pressure on myself to show up and do the best job that I can do for them. Um, Not, not so much like for me and how this can help my portfolio, but making sure that I'm capturing everything that they would want in their wedding, wedding gallery to look back on for years and years to come. So yes, absolutely. I get anxiety. I get nervous. I get nervous before a big day, especially destination weddings. Like, for the one in France, it was a very long day. It was 13 hours. Uh, but I was like, we should just go early. We should just go an hour early just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> and for my sure. second shooter was like, chill out. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm like, no, no, I just got to make sure everything's all ready to go. So, um, yeah, I'm like all in on wedding days. Um, but I usually do get a little worked up just to make sure everything's good to go. Yeah. I am so jealous of wedding photographers and cinematographers because they get to go across the country and the world in your case <laughs> to shoot. Yeah. You know, I think Ben with graphic formation and Reed Shepard, they were in Cabo. Oh, I love yeah. Ben. Yeah. yeah just incredible, incredible. And so I, I've, I've DJed weddings for like 17 years and, and the farthest I've gone has been like Chicago and I think Lincoln, Nebraska yeah. and parts in Minnesota. And it's crazy stressful because number one, I bring all my equipment with me because I don't trust yeah. renting speakers and lights when I get there. I have no idea if they're going to work. What do I do if they don't work? What if they're running late? So now you're getting into traffic. I'm like going to Chicago. I just, I I remember sitting in traffic being like, how do wedding professionals even know when to leave their house for a wedding? (laughs) It's like with parking (laughs) and traffic, it it was just a whole new layer of unknown, I think is what that stems from for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Just being extra prepared. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. And I love hearing because I think both of us started our businesses this way, your journey of, you know, I'm not sure if I can do this, but I'm going to jump in and try it. And you again, Mm -hmm. started with the editing and then we're second shooting and you just jumped in. And I think I get Mm -hmm. a lot of questions from people and like, well, how do I do this? Or they want a fixed roadmap that is takes you from A to B. And I'm yeah. like, that is not how it works. You know, yeah. it, it will be probably a different iteration of what you thought it would be and things will pop up. And so I love hearing that you're just like, I tried it and I jumped in and each step kind of brought you closer to, again, knowing what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, you know, because some people get disappointed if they thought I'm going to shoot celebrity weddings in California. And when you're like, yeah. your gut told you this isn't, for me, yeah. some people will be like, well, I'm not, this isn't, you know, I'm not good at this or that you're like, no, this, right. I can pivot and I can exactly. find what is for me. And I'm still passionate about this business. So I love, I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're massive on social media. You have a huge following. <laughs> um, and it's, it's so refreshing to see somebody that has grown a following organically. What a concept yeah. to grow organically. <laughs> In today's world, everybody wants it now. Yeah. Give me the followers, yes. the views, the subscribers, all these things. Yeah. What do you think um, was the catalyst for your growth? Like, did you ever feel a point in time where you're like, man, like something has switched for the better in regards to getting into kind of a different groove in regards to now uh, I'm being discovered and or influencing others more than just a wedding photographer, right? Like it's not just clients that are following you and hoping, hey, are you available? Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. No, you're not. Okay. It's it's a whole new level of mentorship and, and influencing, right? So yeah. I guess a couple different questions. When do you think that kind of clicked? And what do you think that the, the catalyst was? Like, why do you think that level of attraction continues to be so high for you and your brand and all the things yeah. you're doing? I think it's like all in one question to like all in one answer to those questions is showing up as myself, which we kind of mentioned. Um, you, like, I think people have to realize your branding is you. So it's not your your beautiful images that you're taking of these couples, it is you, especially if you own your own business, you know, if you don't have your face to your business and maybe it's not wedding related, like maybe you have a coffee shop or something, then no, you don't necessarily have to put your face out there. But if you are, you know, running the show, uh, you are showing up to weddings, you are giving a service, you are your brand. Yeah. So I can pinpoint two different moments when my account really on, on Instagram really took off. Um, and it was when I was pregnant with my first daughter. Um, I was sharing a lot about the struggles of pregnancy and, you know, my concerns, my, um, you know, questions, things like that. And I think a lot of people related to that. And, you know, they kind of like went on this journey with me. And I remember this is so crazy to remember, but I remember I hit 10 K followers the day my daughter was born. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, this is, this is cool. Like yeah. I had a baby and <laughs> one day. And, uh, I just remember just noticing that that day and from there it really took off. Um, but, but that, you know, that initial growth of me sharing a little bit of my life with people, you know, people love to see what you're doing. They love to get to know you on a deeper level than just like that surface level of like, hi, it's me. I'm going to show you, you know, my photographs that I took here in this one spot, you know, they can't really connect to that. And I always tell like my coaching students too, uh, you can share all your beautiful photos, but at some point, those couples who want to book with you or those people who want to connect with you, they don't know those people in those mm. photos. They know you. So it's hard for them to place themselves like working with you or whatever um, when they don't know those couples. But once you step into the picture, it's a lot easier for them to connect with you on a deeper level than just that surface level of like, here's my beautiful work. Um, and then the second part of the second pinpoint I can look back on is when Reels was introduced on Instagram. Um, it was August of 2020. I remember I was shooting a wedding in uh, Colorado, an elopement, and um, I posted my first reel. And from there, it was August until December. I think my account grew. It was over 30,000 followers wow. just because I hopped on the reels train. And I was like, you know, I've been posting on TikTok. It's basically the same thing. I'm just going to try it um, on Instagram and I was really connecting with people at that time. It was super fun to just show up and be like kind of my goofy self and uh, educate and inspire people at the same time and do that. So I would say that, you know, into 2021, that, that point really grew for me. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the points where I've kind of looked back on it and said, okay, that those were the times where my account kind of grew. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. And again, you're sustaining not not only sustaining what you're doing, but you're consistently growing and evolving. And I mm -hmm. absolutely love that. Um, Thank you. you know, having done, <laughs> you know, a million weddings as a DJ, what yeah. <laughs> I always find interesting is when I'm working with the photographer, because I'm working with the photographer 
100% of the time. I don't think I've ever done yeah. a wedding where there's not a wedding photographer. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was a family member with sure. a quote camera. I don't know, but there was still somebody there to take pictures. And what I've noticed sometimes, and, and I don't even know if they realize this because maybe they're not confident in themselves or their ability or they're nervous or shy because a lot of creatives, as you know, they're introverts, right? They're not mm -hmm. comfortable getting in front of a camera. Um, but as somebody who talks into a microphone all the time, I'm quite the opposite. Hey, how we doing? My name is Riley. I'm the DJ tonight. If you have any questions, yeah. if I can help, like we're a team, let's go high five. Mm -hmm. That so many new photographers that I've worked with over the last, I will say, three to five years, they've been so quiet where it's really hard for me to read them or to like, do mm -hmm. they, was it something I said? Is it something I'm doing? Did I, am I coming off like really strong here? I, I don't know. And the ones that I really click with and, and, and have a really great vibe and connection and all the same wavelength is where we can connect, not only introduce ourselves, you know, formally or whatever, but to just kind of put our guard down and yeah. understand that we're in on this together. And mm -hmm. those photographers, even from day one up until now, I'm still friends with them. I support them. They support me. Uh, you know, we're always kind of in each other's corner based on the fact that we can be at an event and not feel like, well, I'm the DJ. Well, I'm the creative. And you tell me when I, when I'm, uh, it's like, it's, it's like all these kind of weird walls that have been built that I've been seeing that a lot lately. And then, you know, so I think all the more reason why the things that you're saying and the workshops and the retreats and things that you're doing for these photographers is, is so, um, imperative to their success because it's like you, you are your brand, right? And it's like how you come across to other people is yeah. so important. Yeah. 100%. And I think I speak from a venue side, um, and I'd love to get your your thoughts too, is the weddings where all of the vendors are talking and collaborating and kind of, you know, linking arms yeah. together, I just feel go so much better. Yes. Um, you know, when we're, for those of us who are behind the scenes. So what would you, either what do you do still, you know, when you're um, working a wedding or what advice would you give to photographers? And, you know, you show up on wedding day, like what does that relationship with other vendors look like? Cause we talk to vendors a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they would really, you know, gain a lot knowing from someone like you who's been in the industry. Like, what does that look like for you with other vendors? Creating relationships with other vendors is vital. It's vital for your success. It's vital to network, uh, to get referrals, so absolutely, like when I'm working a wedding, I introduce myself to the makeup artists, the hairstylists, the venue owners, the videographers. I make it a point to actually shake hands, introduce myself, get a business card, make sure if I don't like, no, if they don't have a business card, I'm going to write down their Instagram handle so I can tag them um, and just make sure like, hey, I'm Grace, make sure that they know who I am yep. uh, and just create that relationship because if they really like your work, or if they loved what you did at some point in the day, you know, maybe they're going to refer you on to the next couple or some, someone else who they're working with. Not even a couple, maybe a friend who wants to get married. Um, I also love sharing photos. So I, I know like it's kind of a big thing where people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to give over my gallery to the venues. Uh, but I do. Absolutely. If you email me and you're like, hey, uh, we worked with you for these weddings, you know, in the past month. Is it okay if we, you know, share these imi images on social media? Absolutely. Here's the gallery. Here's the sneak peeks. Um, feel free, post away. That's totally fine. Because I know how much work goes into, you know, a florist, um, a planner. Uh, all of those people put a lot of work into into the wedding day. So they may want images for that too. And I've even gone so far where I actually ask a florist, like, hey, is there a certain arrangement that you like better than all the rest or you want featured or, you know, because sometimes we just kind of do our job and don't really think about that stuff sure. and just like take photos of the whole reception or something. And you know, maybe one of the floral arrangements like looks better than the rest and they would like that one photographed. So I've actually asked them if they want that or the venue, like, hey, do you want a certain angle of this venue? I'm going to go outside and take a huge, like a far away photo. Do you want something like that? So um, it, it, like you said, it's, it's a collaborative effort to make this couple's day as special as it can be. So we might as all might as well all be working together. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so yeah. much for doing that because yeah. you make us look so good. You know, the venue owners, oh. whenever we get these galleries back, I'm always like, oh my gosh, you know, it really yeah. means a lot because you get mm -hmm. to see your work, your venue, or like you said, your floral or just captured in a way right. that 
most of us, you know, we can, I definitely can't do it. I mean, I cannot show off my work, uh, my venues like you can, you know, yeah. and so it, it does mean a lot. And to me, that speaks really into something that we are working really hard on is especially in the vendor group or the vendor sphere is community over, you know, competition, yeah. right? And so yeah. you are extending, you know, that hand to say, I'm here to help you, not just myself. This isn't just about me. This is about us as a team here for this couple, uh, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love because I think sometimes people still, you know, get very competitive. I just think there's yeah. so much business to go around. Yeah. Um, I also oh, yeah. think there's so many clients that, you know, I think you have done a really good job too of saying, not every client is for me. You know, yeah. I've got clients that are for me and I've got things that aren't. And I'm I'm learning mm -hmm. that. And that's such a smart way to be in this industry, I think for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's doing a service to the clients that aren't for me. I want them to find a photographer that is going to fit with them and mesh with them. And, you know, if they want, you know, a certain style of editing or if they want a certain style of personality to show up, I'm not going to be like, great, I'll be that for you and mold to, to what right. they want. Yeah. I got to stay true to my lane as it. well. And I can't like put on a facade just to make them happy. So it's, it's in their best interest that I send them on their way or, you know, kind of defer them um, when I'm you know, posting on social media or putting images on my website, I want them to have the best experience, whether it's with me or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the other thing with community, I think, tell us when, because I'm very curious about this, because we're on this journey as well. Tell mm -hmm. us when it started to feel right for you to go, I can help other people in the industry, right? I'm not just going to shoot um, my weddings anymore. I'm still doing that, of course, and doing that yeah. with uh, extreme excellence. But I could really, I have something to offer. I'm not afraid of sharing what I know. In fact, I think it's going to be helpful. When did that start kind of, you know, that feeling stirring in you and how did you see it, you know, kind of mapping out? And then I'd love for you to, to tell everybody what you're actually up to, but I'd love to kind of know when you yeah. started feeling that. I would say maybe a couple years into my business. So I would get a lot of DMs on Instagram about like, what are you doing? How do you do this? Like, can you show me that? And I got to a point where I was like, great, I'll just meet these people for coffee. So people would just show up at a coffee shop with me and we'd just sit down and chat for maybe a couple hours. And it would be great just to like get to know them and their business. And then after a while, I was like, this is a lot of my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. ah, I just spent the entire afternoon where, you know, we were sitting and chatting, but I was giving them all this like yeah. business advice. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, great. So people actually want to learn from me and I must be doing something right. So from there, I started offering mentorships. Um, they were just like little coffee date sessions. So same thing, we would just sit and chat for maybe a couple of hours. Um, they would ask questions about their business and how I would help them in the best way that I could. And then those grew into um, a little bit more intensive mentor sessions where we would sit and chat for a little bit and then we would go shoot together. Um, typically like a engaged couple or a faux photo shoot type of thing. Um, and now they are, I do offer the same thing. Uh, my coffee date sessions are now virtual, but if they're in town, I can absolutely do it at a coffee shop. Um, but then I do offer one-on-one -on -one workshops now. So before it was like, okay, I would just grab a couple that I knew and it would be like an engagement shoot. But now I do like a complete styled shoot. So floral, um, dresses, all of the things for a styled shoot, just so they can add to their portfolio. Um, and then it is four hours now. I have thought about offering six hours because four hours sometimes doesn't seem like enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's what I offer right now. But, but yeah, I was at one point, I was just like, okay, this, this sounds great. Uh, people want to learn from me. I think that was in like 2018 is really when it started picking up. And I've been doing it ever since. And yeah, now I have retreats, workshops, online courses, virtual mentor sessions, in-person mentor sessions, and extended long-term coaching as well. Awesome. What, what is the key takeaway that you want your clients to have when working with you or when they leave that retreat? What is, what is kind of the mission? Honestly, to be more confident in their businesses. It's so common when you're first starting out that you're your own worst enemy. You know, yep. you talk yourself down, yep. you tell yourself, you know, I'm not good enough. You look at other people's work who, you know, have been in the industry for 
five, eight, 10 years, and you're like, I can never do that. So for me, I want them to walk away with all the confidence in the world that they can do this, that I've been in their shoes, I've walked this path and look where I am now. You just have to take that step forward to get out of your own way. That's the biggest thing. Get out of your own way because so many doors open up when you just let go and you just go for it and you go, go for what you want. And I know that's so cheesy, but no, it's (laughs) not. I agree. But it's true. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So do you have any, someone's watching you now? Um, they're going, okay, but you're amazing. Right. And I brand new (laughs) in the industry. Do you have any humbling or funny stories from the beginning of time with Grace T photography? This this question was hard because uh <laughs> I have so many stories, but I mean I my first weddings that I'm looking back on, if I go look back on those, I mean my first weddings were destination weddings. They were incredible. And looking back on like what I shot with, how I shot, the way I posed my couples. I was like, no, like, yeah. they're like, redo, couple. redo, please. Can I offer you like a redo? Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's little things that I, I wouldn't say like super funny, but I mean, aside from one of my ex being in the wedding, like those oh, that's <laughs> where funny. I didn't know, um, like aside from those stories, that's, um, that's a big one. You're like, well, try I shooting should. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, a long wedding day, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- there is cool things that happen. Um, like rainbows peeking out from a stormy day where I get to capture, um, you know, or the couple being so excited about a rainstorm coming in from the mountains. So we just embrace it and shoot in the rain or like sunsets that pop out. Things like that are so much fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are just like the little things, but obviously no- nothing too crazy. I feel like a lot of my couples and I are extremely prepared because we over communicate. Yeah. So yeah. There's no like really crazy surprises. I, I, when I train DJs, <clears throat> one of the first things we talk about before we get into music and microphone training and all the obvious stuff and like the tangible stuff is I tell them you acquire the clients you deserve. So yes. if you are constantly dealing with uh, a client <laughs> that you define as difficult or mm-hmm. they're not happy with this or they're not happy with that. Uh, it's kind of a you problem, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. you didn't set yourself up to to succeed, number one. And that's where we start to define what setting yourself up to succeed really means, right? And again, yeah. I think it all starts with putting <laughs> your true self out on Instagram if you're using it. Facebook, LinkedIn, your website, like whatever you're doing, if you are this persona Mm -hmm. that comes across one way, but you're the opposite, you start to attract a lot of clients in a very unnatural sort of way. And now you're getting burnout. Now you're trying to figure out how you can sustain your business because you're constantly dealing with bridezillas or crazy parents or whatever. But if you start to Mm -hmm. break down why they become difficult or upset, maybe it's your lack of communication. Maybe it's you're very vague in your contract or this wasn't listed correctly. And now you said this, but now it's listed as this. So to have that sort of clarity and and comfort, knowing that the things that you say you mean and that it can resonate very naturally with the client, I think is a really great way to unlock, I'll say sustainability again in this industry. Because that's what everybody wants to to do this full time. They want to make money and they want to come across a certain way with their branding. But you have to continue playing that long game because it's yeah. exhausting just consistently yeah. trying to keep up with trends and do this and do that and shift it all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I learned that very quickly, very, very quickly. I learned who my ideal client, yeah. client is. So you, you, you know, as a photographer first starting out, you might have to go through a couple seasons where you're still kind of trying to figure out who your ideal couple is and how your personalities mesh together and who you love working with for a year plus in advance. Um, so once you figure that out, then yes, you're going to get a lot less of the couples who are super demanding or the crazy stories or anything like that. And like you said, it is your responsibility to set your own self up, up for success. Answer all those questions before they even ask, yep. you know what I mean? Have a solid contract in place. Um, make sure like me, I make sure I'm putting out, you know, does my couple, do my couples love like when it rains and we embrace it and they don't care about their dress getting dirty. That is all over my website. 
all over my Instagram. I'm not going to have like a pristine bride who is like, Oh, my shoes can't get dirty. I, I my hair can't get wet type yep. of thing. Yep. Um, like my people already know what to expect before they even get on a phone call with me. Yeah, I, I absolutely great. love that. And we are, we are of the philosophy, um, be on the venue side of things, especially I think, and you with the DJ side that if a client, the clients don't know what they don't know. And yeah. that we, you know, that's our job, like you just mm -hmm. said, to educate. Instead of some people, I see, unfortunately, the narrative of getting frustrated with clients. And like you said, clients are are grouchy or clients don't know what they're, you know, mm -hmm. they keep asking the same question. We tell our team, if they keep asking the same question, then that's on us for not answering yeah. it, like you said, ahead of time. Um, so I yeah. love that. Um, and we are here, our platform is also to educate clients too. So be that mm -hmm. voice of things that... There's so much information thrown at them, right? They're talking to a photographer and a florist and a caterer that we can kind of break down some of those things and help them out. So I love that you take that approach and kind of have that voice for vendors to say it is really important. It is kind of on you. Yeah. What would you say? And you just went through quite a few things like your communication, your contract. Would you say if you were talking to a vendor, you obviously and, and the fact that you don't have any crazy stories says that you probably you had that great communication. Yeah, it's a good you, thing. You were prepared. Absolutely. Yeah. If you said, oh my gosh, I have 25 disaster stories, you know, that's a whole different yeah. ballgame. Yeah. Do you have, like, if you had to pick the one piece of advice for vendors to say, to create that great relationship or that you think is like the catalyst for having a good relationship, um, what would you say that it is? Communication. Perfect. Number one, over communicate. And, and I always hop on a phone call before I even book the couple. I used to not do that. And that was my first couple wedding seasons where I figured it out. But you need to make sure that, you know, the couple knows what to expect and you have to set expectations from the start. So if you don't set those expectations, the couples are going to come back and ask for the raw files or they're going to, you know, expect 12 hours when you say all day coverage, but you really mean eight. So you really have to set those expectations from the start and over communicate. And that's going to set the whole planning experience, the wedding experience. And even afterwards, it's going to be really smooth and easy for everyone involved. I love that. I love that. And, and to Riley's mm -hmm. point too, I think the more you do that, the more refined your clients become who you're, who yes. you're working with. We all being in this industry are looking at the longevity of it. Yes. You know, for us, it's a very physically demanding job. I think photographers, along with planners, mm -hmm. have like they run the to the race together as far as the most physically yep. demanding job. Mm -hmm. What does it look like for you or what are your thoughts? And maybe you don't have the answers yet to, you know, five, 10 years down the road for you. What does longevity in this industry look like for you? 10 years is a long time. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do next week? Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, for me, I would say five to 10 years down the road, um, I still want to be on the education side of things. I still want to be, you know, setting people up for success in their businesses from the start. Because I remember being in their shoes. I remember being so confused on where to start and just kind of like swimming and just hoping I'm staying afloat. So I think through retreats and mentoring, and when I first started, I had to Google everything. There were no mentoring. There was no workshops. It, it was not really a thing yep, back yep. in like 2016. So now like all these photographers, videographers, they have these resources at their fingertips. And it's so easy just to, you know, book a retreat, go learn, and then be ready to tackle your business. So I think um, just doing that. And then I still think I'm going to be shooting here and there. I'm going to be taking a lot less. Um, obviously, with two kids, it's yep. a little hard <laughs> to shoot, you know, 30 plus weddings a year. But um, I think I would say a handful a year at least. I love that. When, to, to your point about not having as many resources, you know, back, mm -hmm. you know, whenever it was. When I got into DJing, I, I look at like 2000. Eight to 2012, we would go to a couple like conferences, right? But they mm -hmm. were they were so like heavily branded and very agenda driven mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. were giving you their blueprint in a, in a in a very kind of polished, but like don't look behind the curtain sort of way, right? Yeah. And so you cut to today, I still see a lot of that in the DJ industry. I see a lot of ego, and I you know the older I get, uh. 
I, I just, I can't do the whole ego thing. Right. I, I just, the, the, the arrogance, yeah. I just, I can't do it. And specifically in the DJ industry. And I would say with a lot of the creatives where you are, cause there, there's two sides to the coin of you being your brand, right? You could come across very genuine or you could come across, you know, I'm this and I'm that, and you need to book me and you're lucky I'm here. I see a lot yeah. of that. And that's the stuff that keeps me up at night because those are the things that I want to kind of, um, fix in regards to, okay, so define success however you want, whether it's the money you make or the cars you drive, whatever, define it however you want, how many clients you get. But can you go home and be present with your kids? Can you give them mm -hmm. a hug and have dinner with them and not constantly be thinking about how stressed you are, right? Can yeah. you be really comfortable with your business? Can you be comfortable with your own journey in this industry? Or are you, is your mind in a thousand other places worrying about your competition? Because no matter how many conferences that exist and no matter how many people that come on the scene saying, I'm going to do this for you. And if you pay this money, I'm going to who's talking about your, not only just mental health, but your ability to stay mm -hmm. present in the moment with the people that matter most. And your mind isn't on weddings 24 seven. Cause that's something I yes. have always struggled with that. It's like, you have to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And time is currency. Time is my currency. Yeah. So I realized, you know, when I first started and I was booking literally every wedding under the sun, I have 35 or 30 to 35 weddings a year. I was not present with my husband, with my family, yeah. with my friends. I was literally always working and that was shooting, you know, 30 engagement sessions plus, you know, extra sessions, family sessions. So I was not there at all. So what I've learned is time is currency. You know, that is why I have an associate team. That is why I, you know, do online courses or virtual mentoring or workshops. So I can put a lot of effort into that where I don't have to be gone, you know, every weekend, two days out of the weekend, things like that. So I think, um, you know, we all have those type of people in the industry where, ego has sure. gotten the best of them. Um, but it, actually I was going to recommend a great person who does talk a lot about this is, um, Val, uh, her Instagram handle is Val Marn creative. So she's actually a business coach and she talks a lot about this and she's wonderful. I was a photographer, but now, um, I just spoke with her at a conference at little lights on the lane. They put on a, a photographer conference. So oh, sure. she chatted a lot about, you know, what are your finance goals? How can you do that working, you know, she works two days a week. And I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, same. Sign me up. Yeah, right. Sign me up. But, but yeah, it is so important to realize that like, especially with family and with little kids, you know, it kind of punched me in the gut when she was talking is that um, you're always going to have more business. You're always going to have couples getting married. You're always going to have people coming to you for shoots, but you're not going to have, you know, this month of May back with your children when they are here in this age. So just putting that into perspective of like, okay, do I really need to take another wedding or are my finances going to be fine? Or do I need to just let go a little bit? And like, why do I need to book, you know, four sure. more weddings in a year? Or why do I need to hit a certain goal? Is it just because it's ego driven or is it because we actually need those finances? So I think a lot of photographers get caught up in the number game of, yeah, I, I need to hit a certain number of weddings or I need to book you know, these many destination weddings. And it's a big thing for photographers to like, feel like they've gained success because they are a destination wedding photographer. But as a destination wedding photographer who lives in the Midwest, it was, it's a lot of stress, like being gone, like in France, that was a week trip away from wow. my family, you know, where I could have booked two weddings here in Des Moines, you know, to do that. So it was giving up you know, time with my family, but also local business. So I think people have to realize that as well. But like I said, time is currency. That's the most important part to me. Yeah. yeah. I could not agree more with children. My children are 22 and 16. And I can oh tell you gosh, guys yeah. with, you know, when they say it goes by in a blink of an eye, it absolutely does. I know that sounds kind yeah. of cheesy, but it really does. And, mm -hmm. and even with older children, it's like, I now still want to be there for them. You know, my daughter's getting a job and moving out of state. Like I oh, I want to yeah. be there for those moments. Their children still need you, but it, it's really important. And what I keep hearing you say, and I think you have learned and people can learn from you is the refinement, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the making sure that the clients that you're taking or the things that you're doing, you're doing with intention. 
mm-hmm. um, and that you're doing kind of what speaks to you, which it sounds like this the education platform is really speaking to you and you're doing a great job yeah. and people want to learn Thank from you. you. So I am super curious. You have a retreat coming up, correct? I do. So yes. tell us. Yes, it's in June. In the June. first week of June. Okay. Yes, it's in Joshua Tree in California. Uh, nice. It's for photographers, and we'll be learning all about ideal clients. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's like the main focus is uh, workflow, ideal clients, how to not get ghosted, how to set yourself up for success, and then we're doing some really fun styled shoots. I got a hot pink convertible, so I'm kind of excited Ooh. about that. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> yeah, that will be amazing. So, yeah, and I think too, when you were talking about it, you're just lighting up. It's like you when you do have to be away from home. Home, or you do have to yeah. you'd be it's to do something that like fills up your heart and you're like I feel yeah. really good and I'm being intentional with this time or this week away or whatever and then um because it is very hard I I think people in our industry can people look at you and they're like oh you work weekends you're like actually I can, I can work <laughs> seven time. days a week 24 hours a day yeah. right mm-hmm. um but when you're intentional and um it does light your heart on fire. You know, I think that makes a lot of sense that you're like, I know this is my purpose. I think too, excuse me, it's as you were saying with photographers, as a venue owner, we do this too. It is like this ego trip to be like, I have 90 weddings this year, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to be like, but are you ever home? How does your family feel? You know, does that extra money, like does it, what does that do for you when you're, you know, unhealthy or you're not present with your family? Like what is... And then for our industry, I think that's just something that needs to be talked about a lot more. I agree completely because I feel like when I first started, that was, you know, everybody would talk like that. Like, how many weddings do you have (laughs) this year? How many weddings do you have? And I think in the last few years, the conversation of mental health and getting away from overloading yourself um because burnout is real burnout is real in this industry and you're dealing with people 24 7 you are showing up and you have to put on you know if you're not having a good day you have to make sure you're having a good day when you're working so i mean i've been there as well like i shot a wedding the day of my grandpa's funeral so like things like that where i'm like okay could i have turned away the couple absolutely but i didn't want to disappoint them as well so I showed up. I did it. It was actually at Ashton Hill. Oh, I didn't <laughs> that know was, that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was in 2018. Uh, but I mean, I went to my grandpa's funeral. I like had someone come in and associate for half the day. And then, you know, I was with my family. And then I showed up for the couple and shot their wedding day. Um, because obviously it was like two days before their wedding. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to do this. But you have to, you know, know that you're going to have to put on a brave face sometimes. Yep. Um yeah. So that's what I, I need people to understand too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, it's gotta be tough too. Cause I experience it very, not, not nearly as much as, as, as a photographer would when you're working with a couple who may not be super affectionate, right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. not to say to be making out on the dance floor for your first dance. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> it, it, it can be tough trying to curate an experience or these moments where you're feeling like you have to almost program them if that makes sense. Right. And so, um, I've noticed to, to your point about, uh, creating a brand that attracts certain clients and acquiring those, those clients Mm -hmm. that really fit with you. A lot of the photographers that I really enjoy working with, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're working together with a couple that kind of fits our, our vibe. Right. And we're not like in Mm -hmm. two different dimensions on trying to execute a successful day. So, you know, that, that, that to me, and and you do such a great job of this in regards to the retreats and the mentorships and stuff is creating something that will create a a really, uh, strategic form of, of sustainability. I think that is the name of the game, because again, that kind of goes into everything from burnout to not being present with our kids or our family, excuse me, that, that we we're not in survival mode mm-hmm. all day, every day, right? We can, we're in sustainability mode, yeah. which is a beautiful place to be. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Mm-hmm. So if you were to talk to someone who is interested in, you know, they want to stay in this industry and they want to get more into the education platform side of things, um, sure. that's newer for us too. Obviously yeah. with our podcast, we, we absolutely love it. Uh, we're doing live series, like I mentioned, which has been really fun you know, 
what are your what would you tell somebody especially in the, the photography world like how do you start that i think what you said and i would align with this you just gave away your time and energy in the beginning right mm -hmm. and is that the advice you would give or how would if if somebody said i think i've got something to share like i think i've got i could mentor people how did you start that process yeah i've actually been talking to one of my friends about this she's a wedding photographer and she has been in the industry for like 12 years. I'm like, you need to just go for it. <laughs> yeah. I want to learn from you. Um, but I think it's scary. You know, not everyone is an educator and not everyone sees themselves teaching other people. But the thing that I would pay most attention to is, are you getting asked, you know, certain questions over and over and over again? You know, are people showing up in your DMs? Are they emailing you saying like, hey, can you show me how to do this? Or, you know, you have such a great um, shooting style. Can you teach me, you know, these types of posing and everything uh, or editing or something like that. Um, so you do have to pay attention to what people keep asking you. Cause you, if you want to, let's say you want to create a course and you're like, great, I just have this great idea, but no one's actually reached out to you about this. It may not be as successful as you would like. Um, you know, let's save that for down the road. Maybe when you ask your audience or things like that. And that you can actually ask your audience. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's what I do as well. I just did this this week. I said, you know, what is everyone struggling with? What can I help you with? Um, and that's for me because I create free re resources whenever possible. So, you know, not only do I write captions or make reels or posts or things like that, where I can give away a little tidbit of information, but if I can do a free masterclass or um, a freebie that people can download. I'll go ahead and do that as well. Um, and that helps me also create a connection with those photographers who want to learn. Um, but yeah, I would just pay attention right away to what people are asking you and get out of your own way. Like Absolutely. I mentioned before, out it's, of your it's own so way. scary. Yeah. Get out of your own way. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'm just curious, what do photographers who are coming to you, what are they wanting to learn more of? Is it more of the technical side of like, I want to know how to shoot this way or edit this way? Or is it like the business side? Like, how do you balance your day, your life? Is it combination? What are they after? Definitely a combination. So I've gotten everything from my posing with my couples all the way to, you know, how to start an associate team or what is my workflow or, um, you know, how do I edit my images? Uh, how do I grow on social media? Things like that. It's every kind of facet of my business. And um, I really try to focus on the things that I get asked most about. So obviously, I have that associate course uh, to help people because I've been asked so many times that I was like, okay, I just need to create a resource that people can have on their own, because I can't do I, I can't help all of these people all at once type of thing. So that's why I created that for that. Um, but I, I would say every mentor session, I probably get asked how to create passive income, how to start a team. Yeah, I love that. That makes sense. I mean, it, and it's really, it's neat to see that people are wanting to get both like the technical side and the business side, because that just, you know, man, I just love our industry so much. I think hopefully all of our platforms really help to further the conversation of how much, uh, a professional industry we are, right? right? And how much we are mm -hmm. legitimate business owners who know what we're doing. This isn't a hobby. This is our livelihood. Right. And <laughs> this is, you know, so we're like, oh, you do that on the weekend? Like, no, actually, this pays yeah. my mortgage. Yeah. So oh, you're a DJ. Mm -hmm. That's cute. Yeah, yeah right. Hey, so what else do you do? Yeah. Yeah. There's you're no like, way you can do this full time. It's like, this is a hobbyist, right? No. You're nope, like, no. And right. so I love that people are really diving into like the business side of things and mm -hmm. the longevity side of things. Um, you know, I, I just, that means a lot to me being in this industry because I see the time and energy and and the intelligent business owners that we have behind these creative things. And I just love that yeah. that's getting out into the world a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. The last question I had for you and, and be as concise as you would like, or I, I don't, I'm a futurist. I always like to sure. try to understand where things are going. And I think whether you tie this into a social media question or not, where where do you think wedding photography is going, uh, we, we look at wedding photography two to five years from now. What, what do you, what do you see changing? I guess what has changed from today, I guess from five years ago up to today versus where it's going now. I'm really fascinated with that camera technology or like where, where's it going? I would say, I mean, 
weddings in general are probably going to change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously there'll always be trends. There will always be these trend, different trendy things. Um, but I do think that weddings will be a little bit more intimate. I, I mean, obviously from the pandemic coming forward, I think people understood that they can have a smaller day that's more intentional, that suits them. Um, you know, I don't know about the Midwest. Everyone loves big weddings in yep. the Midwest. A lot of farmers, a lot of farmers. <laughs> Who invite their entire town. Which yeah. is fine. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest wedding that I shot here in Iowa was about 800 people. I it was that's, insane. That's a big one. That's a lot. It was massive. I think they invited about a thousand. Um, oh so God. yeah, it was every every person that they knew. They just put their life. invite at the gas station. Yeah, pretty right much. At the counter. Yes. I'm like, hey, if you're not doing anything Saturday at 4.30, we'd love to have you. Come down to yeah, the... Free barbecue exactly. and bush light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. That's what it was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think moving forward, I think it'll be a little bit more tension, intentional. Um, as far as photography goes, you know, we are really stepping into kind of a new era. So for the last, I would say from when I started 2015, 2016, up until maybe two years ago, 2021-ish, um, it was very, you know, um, candid in the moment, like, um, like romance, love story, like spinning around, uh, really kind of showcasing like the couples being like so romantically in love. But what I've seen now uh, moving forward, kind of end of 21 into 22, and especially now is it's a little bit more um, documentary style, mm. a little bit more you know, not as much like instructing your couples, but more so just documenting them how they are, which I really love that. It's a more of a quiet approach. Um, and a lot of people are incorporating film, which is so much fun. Um, I've been shooting with a film camera this year and a little bit of last year. And um, I started on film. So to bring that back, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really think it'll be a little bit more of documentary style and just um, showcasing the couples of how they are instead of, you know, instructing them to like run and jump and pick her up and spin her around and <laughs> right. all of that stuff. Right. I love that. Yeah. Can I sneak a question in? Of course, of course. you can. Okay. You yeah. can't see me, Grace, but this is John. I have a question for you. <laughs> is there a trend that you hate? Or is there like what? Because we're in the, we take, we talk about this a lot on the podcast that there's uh with TikTok and everything, there's just crazy yes. amounts of crazy. trends. And, <laughs> I, and maybe you don't hate it, but maybe there's a one that you thought was silly or do you try to talk people out of it if it's not timeless? Anything like that? So a wedding TikTok is a beast. Like it is wild. The expectations that brides have or couples have who are on wedding TikTok. So I think just tackling that alone is, is kind of hard to manage sometimes just because, I mean, I don't know if you guys are on wedding TikTok, but goodness, there are people that are like, you need this to have a perfect wedding day and you need to spend this much money. And it's just a lot for couples in general too to see that and be like, oh, if I don't have this, then my wedding is not going to be perfect. So I think it, it that has kind of like ran off the rails a little bit. But one of the trends I talked about this, I think, oh, was it last year, 2021? Um, I think it was last year where a lot of people wanted their photographer to capture their last dance, mm. which I don't hate the idea at all. But when couples want me to start at nine 30 in the morning <laughs> and then their last dance is like midnight. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I will <laughs> not be there, be there that long. <laughs> yes. So I try to inform them like, okay, you have 10 hours, so we can't start covered at nine 30 and go to midnight. So I, it's a lot of educating as well. Um, so I think that's probably the trend that I, I have to kind of sit down and educate my couples about that. I'm like, wait, 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 no, we got it. We got to figure this out. hundred percent. I'll jump on that train. I literally was thinking as I was driving here today, I'm like, would it be wrong if we like dialed back the time, you know, like everybody's got to be home by nine o'clock, like event ends early (laughs) as I'm getting older. I gotta be in bed. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, if you wrap up, you know, as the sun sets, it's good. So, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I, I get it. People want to max out their time at a space or they want to yes. max out their day. But I mean, you know, when they don't have to leave the venue till midnight or you're not done shooting, if you're like, there's no way I'm going to be here at 1130 to shoot your last yeah. dance, mm-hmm. um, we're all exhausted, you know, so uh, I'd be that's let's create that trend. Well, let's we talk start that. <laughs> a lot about timeline and we we're, we're, we do our 
vendor table talk. We go live on YouTube and Facebook Tuesday at four o'clock. And I think we're going to be talking a lot about timeline today. Yeah. For clients. Afternoon. For yeah. clients we are. Yeah. You almost have to reverse engineer the day. Yeah. Because, you know, when, when you have individuals that say, I want people to be dancing all night, well, how much dancing is that going to be? Do you want a five hour dance floor right. or probably should get like a three <laughs> hour time frame? Yeah. Let's start from there and work backwards. Yeah. And you're really good about educating clients on working backwards to see what a realistic ceremony start time should look like. Because again, 95% of our clients that we work with, they've never been sure. married before. Yeah. And so they don't know yeah. if they're getting married, let's say at Ashton Hill Oh, our ceremony is going to start at three. Okay. Um, and you want to go to 11. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing the timeline mm -hmm. in my head and we're going to open up a dance floor <laughs> at 645 <laughs> and you're going to have a lot yeah. of people that aren't nearly intoxicated enough until about nine o'clock. So why mm -hmm. not start it at four or four thirty? So you just, again, it's just really educating yep. them. And I've had to learn the hard way. Uh, you know, I, you, you talked way early on in this, in this, uh, interview or whatever about, you know, looking back at like your first year of weddings, I do the same thing. Oh, it's like, oh my the God, things I yeah. did. am I still yeah. here? <laughs> the things I did the first year of venue ownership where um, put your head down, I'm like, think about whose it. idea was that? Yeah. Oh, it was mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. you can just stick it out again, get out of your own way. I, I love yeah. it. As simplistic a, a phrase as that is, it is, it is the key to sustainability. And if you're not worrying about how many comments or likes or followers or yeah. subscribers that you're getting, and you're just continuing to not only speak your truth, but, but to speak about things that you're just really passionate about, and it feels really good saying it, you're going to attract an incredible audience. And you're, you're proof of that for sure. I mean, you look at oh, thank you. everything you're doing. <laughs> is there, is there, um, Obviously, somebody can find you online very, very easily. Website, mm -hmm. Instagram. Is there any other outside of your retreat? Any other places that uh, you feel our listeners and and viewers uh, should find you and kind of learn more about you? Yeah, on my website, um, just gracedeephotography.com. There's lots of resources too. So posing guides. There's a beginner's wedding guide, which is really great if you've like never shot a wedding before and need help kind of putting together a timeline. And because I remember when I first started, I was like, I don't even know how to put together a wedding and like when the family formal start or, you know, where do I go from getting ready to the ceremony? Yeah. So that's what that is. Um, but yeah, on my website, I have lots of free resources as well on Instagram, on TikTok, if you click the link in my bio. So free resources there too, for everyone. Um, and, or you can just follow along. Excellent. And we'll, we'll post everything in the show description, yes. um, find you. links for everything. I said, I had, it was my last question, two questions ago, yeah. but I do have my one, <laughs> my, my one final question. This one goes out sure. to all the, all the DJs that I know are listening. we got a big DJ crew that listens. Um, you work with yeah. DJs all the time. I'm sure. You work with a lot of bands too. Yeah. Maybe when you do like destination stuff, what is one piece of advice you have for DJs in regards to working in conjunction with a photographer, anything that drives you crazy, anything that you just continue scratching your head, like why anything that DJs can do to make your life easier and to work more in harmony with one another. Um, talk to me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when things are yeah. happening. Um, and also no colorful lights yes. when you're doing the first dance. Yes. That's the thing. Just turn those down. Just do one bright white light. That that helps us the most. Um, I love a spotlight too. So if you have one spotlight, shine it mm -hmm. down. Awesome. Amazing. I'll use that to my advantage. Um, so yeah, no, no colorful lights during first dances. And then just like, let me know when you're <laughs> announcing things and all of that. So I can be in the loop. Amen yes. to all of that. Mm -hmm. DJs, <laughs> talk to the Let's photographer. Don't be turning yeah. on your red and green and blue flashing strobe light that you no. bought at Guitar Center <laughs> thinking that it's going to be really cool. It's not. Upgrade. And, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cannot agree more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to teach a DJ course like... DJs listen yeah, to this photographer, right? Yeah. yeah, like, you know, I, I, mean, I put out a video that was like, can your DJ control their dance floor lights? And again, for clients, you may not even like, what are you talking about? But here's what I mean when, you know, when you're doing a first dance and you've got green and red dots all over your face, yeah. a photographer has to go back and Photoshop right. all of that out. You know, green tone makes you look kind of yeah. sick. You know, we've got great lights mm -hmm. in front of us. I know we got green behind us, but you know, it's a great contrast, but it, for the cheap DJ lights, I mean, Talk about ruining an aesthetic or a just, beautiful moment like a first mm -hmm. dance. They think they're cool and they do. And that's yeah. the thing I think with our industry too, is everybody needs to speak to each other to know like, how does what you're doing affect what I'm doing, right? Correct. So again, if a DJ mm -hmm. announces 
you know, first dance and you're like, whoa, I will, you know, you got to give me a heads yeah. up, right? You know, that you're going to announce yep. that. And or if I think, I'm eating, yeah. trying to like shove <laughs> food in my mouth and they're like, hey, speeches are happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. That's I'll not cool. Right there, I'll be right there. Once yeah. Finish my, <laughs> my mashed potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we very, very much appreciate you coming on your time. I know how busy you are. Uh, we know just again, all the things you've got going on to take the amount of time that you did with us. We're very appreciative. We have so much respect for what you're doing. We wish you continued monumental success. And for those that are listening yeah. and watching, go and follow her. If you're a wedding professional, follow her and, and yeah. get inspired because you're doing things the right way. And that's why you're on. It's like, we, we love people thank you. doing that things the so right much. way. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, I, I I, I always, at, at the end of each podcast, I try to slip it in. I try to do a dad joke. And I, I was driving here. I'm like, we have great what is song. It? What I is know. <laughs> and she's a photographer. It's like, man, I was trying to think of a joke. I just, I couldn't picture it. <laughs>